Hello, and welcome back to Generation Collaboration. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Litzy, and we are your hosts for Season 2 of Generation Collaboration. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you do your listening. Today, we are joined by Anna Nas Mustafa and Jaira Suresta, our guests from Colorado Youth Congress, a nonprofit organization working to transform our political system and help youth voices be heard. Jaira Suresta is an intern at CYC. Tell us about yourself. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Jaira Suresta. I'm a senior at Horizon High School. I use she, her pronouns, and I've been working with the Colorado Youth Congress for the past four years. So I started when I was a wee little freshman. <laughs> <laughs> Ananas Mustafa is a program director at CYC. Feel free to share by yourself. Um, yeah, good morning. I'm so honored to be here. My name is Ananas, pronouns she, her, hers. Um, and as Emmanuel said, I am the director of programs at Colorado Youth Congress. I've been there for just about two years now and so excited to be having this conversation with y'all. Great. So Ananas and Jaira, it's great to have you and welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So, what is Colorado Youth Congress? How did this organization start? Why? Colorado Youth Congress really is a vehicle for students to make the change they want to see. So, um, the organization kind of acts as a space uh, with resources um, such as adult mentors, um, a wellness fund, partners, funding, um, and just a community that allows students to kind of run crazy with their imagination and um, kind of create the change they want to see within a system. Yeah, I, I, Jaira put it so beautifully. Um, yeah, Colorado Youth Congress, you know, we are a, um, we just turned six this year, which is very exciting for us, um, celebrating our sixth birthday. We're a pretty young organization. Um, Jaira shared um, a beautiful um, description of what we do. Um, I will say our mission is to cultivate the healing and leadership of young people to guide us into a future grounded in justice and well-being. Um, and really our, our vision is uh, that within our lifetime, the collective voice of young people will become central to the social and political leadership of Colorado. So we are um, an organization that's dedicated to creating space for young people to be able to um, you know, equip themselves with the tools and skills um, and support systems to be able to lead um, systems change. Um, and we really want to cultivate uh, space for youth to be able to um, be leaders at the helm of systems change in Colorado. And so uh, we prioritize spending a lot of time um, building partnerships with other organizations and institutions um, and spheres of influence uh, where our youth can be uh, at the helm of decision making um, and influencing the political and social de- decision making in Colorado. Um, and, uh, we are just so excited to be able to have a really powerful group of 50 young people across the state of Colorado, um, who are really eager and passionate and committed to doing that, uh, powerful systems change work. Ananas, you mentioned systems change. Do you think you can go into more in depth on that? And what does systems change mean? Definitely. You know, at Colorado Youth Congress, we understand that, um, systems, uh, we all live in systems, whether it's your family system, your school system, the political system, um, the education system, your uh, the economic system. There are systems that we 
exist in, we participate in, whether consensually or not, um, that affect our lives and um, pretty much everything that we do. And so um, in order to think about making powerful change, we really believe that it's important to understand how systems work in order to be able to understand how to stage an intervention and change that system or um, to improve that system or to build an entirely different system. Some systems we know, some systems are incredibly oppressive. Uh, they've existed to uh, oppress people, to create violence, to create disenfranchisement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not all systems necessarily can be fixed um, or can be improved. So we want youth to be able to look at systems, how they work, all the different systems that they might be a part of on, on small levels and on big levels. Um, and to be able to think, if I want to make a change um, in my life or in my community, in my world, what needs to happen in order to improve or fix or modify this system to really better serve people and in the spirit of justice? So that's really what we're talking about when we talk about systems change. So changing a system, like you said, that's been in place for years can often feel really daunting and overwhelming for many people. So how do you break it down to something young people can actually understand and feel empowered by? This is a super well-timed question. We actually just, um, this past week, we just started because we we work on the school year calendar. So we just launched our program this year, this past September. um, And we just started digging into systems change and learning about like what systems are in the most fundamental level. So um, kind of the way that we start thinking about it is just by thinking about more basically the smaller systems that we're a part of. So we can think about like our family system, right? I know for myself, I have my mom, my dad, my brother, and we have this family system where um, it kind of, there's routine and there's ritual and there's things that we all do. And there's certain relationships of power that exist within my family, you know, maybe taking a small example of a system, we can kind of think about um, how systems work in general, right? So Mm -hmm. my family system has like different relationships of power, right? Um, My family system has, um, you know, uh, different different people do different things. Um, the, the decisions that they make influence each other in certain kinds of ways. Um, if I want to change something in my family system, I might have to go to a certain person or do a certain thing in order to be very strategic about how to change what's happening in my family, right? Um, so, sorry, would you say that you start with like an example and you ju- try to simplify an actual system into like this is what's going on. This yeah. is what we want to change. Yeah. So really, I would say in CYC, what we always do is we try to use ourselves as the example and mm-hmm. use um, relationships, use ourselves to understand um, how the world is a reflection of that. We understand that we as individuals are microcosms of other systems that happen in the world, other systems that happen in nature, other systems that happen on bigger scales. And so understanding our own smaller um worlds and selves helps us to understand the bigger world. And so that's really a big ethos and practice that we have in CYC that if we can understand ourselves, our communities better, we can understand um, how to make even bigger change outside of that because um, we are just reflections of of one another and and reflections Mm -hmm. of our society as a whole. Do you have anything Mm -hmm. to add on that? Yeah, I would say um, just to add on a little bit, I think a big thing like CYC helped me um, understanding like my journey of systems change and understanding how systems evolve and are interwebbed with one another is um, through um, finding patterns of 
um, just hurt and abuse within myself, um, which has then replicated and uh, helped me kind of find those same patterns within systems. And I think um, by kind of prioritizing um, self-reflection within every single member, um, we're able to then have leaders who are ready to thus find patterns within systems that they would also like to tackle that may have hurt them, but also others. Hmm. That was so beautiful, Jaira. Oh, I couldn't good. agree more. <laughs> <laughs> poetic. Very poetic. What does mental health mean to CYC? And is your organization doing anything concerning it? Do you want to answer first? Sure. Um, in terms of mental health within our like members, um, I think CYC really prioritizes wellness. And that's something that we have put on the forefront, especially these past couple of years. Um, and I've seen um, really become a priority um, in my time in CYC. Um, so I think within our members, we really make sure that um, people's capacity um, aren't being overwhelmed. Um, and that's just a huge thing is just making sure that um, the wellness of our members is number one so that they're able to be ready uh, in creating the change that they want to see and um, being ready to kind of forge what they want. Um, yeah, Jaira, do you think you can expand on exactly how? Is there any programs? Is there any, like, resource? Yeah. Okay. Um, so CYC has uh, this thing called the Wellness Fund. So it's um, specific funding that is designated simply um, to those who may want it. So you are able to advocate for your own needs um, and CYC uh, will find a way to kind of help you in that way. So the wellness fund can fund anything from therapy to literally a bracelet set, if that's something that would help with your wellness. So there's a really big range um, within the fund um, in terms of like what it can provide. Um, yeah, I mean, the Wellness Fund is probably one of our most powerful resources that we have in CYC. Um, you know, we have three pillars in CYC. Um, the first is wellness. And we really believe that um, in order for youth to be able to, um, if we want them to, to lead, if we want to see them as leaders out in the world, there needs to be a prioritization of mental health and holistic support um, to be able to fortify them, nourish them, and resource them as young leaders. Um, something that we frequently see is uh, incredible amounts of burnout, um, incredible lack of resources for youth um, in this day and age um, for supporting their mental health, for supporting um, their, their emotional, spiritual, um, physical health. And so um, we, we utilize the wellness fund in order to be able to invest in our leaders to make sure that they feel supported and have the resources that they need. So like Jaira said, that could be um, anything from therapy support, to, um, you know, we're oftentimes supporting members who need financial assistance uh, if they're experiencing housing insecurity or food insecurity. It's really expansive. And we have a, a this year and last year, we've had a pot of $25,000 to be able to offer to our 50 students in our program. Um, so that has been a pretty successful strategy for us to be able to support them directly in that way. But we also integrate wellness programming into our um, our 
curriculum. So um, we spend time, like we integrate uh, opportunities for self-reflection, for uh, thinking and strategizing about creating wellness plans, um, having culturally responsive um, and relevant activities that have to do with um, supporting mental health and um, mindfulness um, Etc. So uh, it's it's our foundation. Like if our students, if our youth in our in our community and in our program are not well, then we can't really expect them to be thriving young leaders. Um, so it's our our prioritization. Could you guys go into depth of like if you were a brand new person into CYC Colorado Youth Congress and you're like you don't know what to expect, you don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. Can you talk about what would happen? Like what- we try to not make it super classroomy and super like replicated to the school system so we um i think one thing we really try to do is like prioritize engagement within our members throughout meetings um so um we like to keep lectures to a minimum because will most of us be listening who knows (laughs) so the truth is out the truth is out Uh oh (laughs) is it is it online or in person mostly so yeah cyc is um mostly um online program um we do have some in-person things going on sometimes but um mostly online um which means it's it it can be really hard to be engaged within the program at times i'll be honest um but i think something cyc does really well is making sure that one it's not a class it's not a lecture um you're there to be engaged you're there to uh spark innovation and have ideas um so oftentimes um we We'll start with a, a community builder. That's how most of our meetings go. Um, and then we kind of move more into um, the programming and kind of um, breaking students out into breakout rooms and um, also inviting self-reflection at times. And so, um, honestly, the entire meeting is incredibly engaging um, for students um, because they're they're asked to think basically throughout the meeting to um like understand like what is it that you want to do bringing in your experiences and bringing in who you are as Jaira said we're a virtual program we're like 90 percent online the idea of this is to be able to be accessible to youth who are not just in the denver metro area but to be able to have youth who are participating in the program across the state. So I mentioned the first pillar is wellness. The second is learning. And so we try to create space for youth to be able to learn about systems and how to make systems change and stage interventions. And then the third pillar of our program is actually leadership. Um, So we ask youth to um, participate in leadership opportunities um, in different areas that they're passionate about learning or practicing for themselves. Um, And then we create space for them to talk about and strategize and um, practice that leadership in our community. So what this looks like on, let's say, like a weekly basis, we we meet weekly with all CYC members. We meet on Wednesday evenings and then two Saturdays a month, um, all on Zoom. And then we have two in-person retreats a year. We actually cultivate partnerships. Um, We have um, about a dozen partnerships with uh, mostly adult-led organizations. And we Hmm. see – something that we see is um, a big gap um, in Colorado between youth who really want to be at the helm, like want to be 
influencing the decision-making in Colorado and are totally capable of it, and adult-led organizations or adult-led work who simply don't know how to equitably um, and authentically integrate youth into the work that they're doing. And so one of the things that we're also doing in this program is trying to build partnerships with these organizations and kind of coaching those organizations in how to integrate youth into their work in a meaningful way. Um, So Jaira, for instance, (laughs) um, has had a few opportunities this year to practice her leadership in some of the areas that she wants to, and she'll continue to do that. Yeah. So, um, Sam, our CEO, reached out to me and um, basically just asked me if I wanted to be involved in um, kind of co-creating a youth-led forum for the Adams 12 School District um, as they're having their school board elections. So um, that was presented to me through Sam. Um, And from Sam, I was able to then meet other um, adults such as, um, or just other community leaders um, and other youth throughout the district. Um, And we all collaborated together. We went went on Zoom weekly meetings for quite a bit, Um, made some plans about like what we wanted to know from these candidates. Um, And then we hosted a forum and I think a big thing was um, Sam and the other adults in the room were kind of like hosting the space, but um, the youth within were definitely leading and um, creating the content that they wanted to see. It's really great just being able to um, create change um, in a way that isn't super jargony with other um, aspects going on. So that's how my forum went. <laughs> the, the project management piece the was like eliminated. The project management was gone and <laughs> yeah. I could simply right. just go ham with what I wanted to. So Jaira, I was wondering, since you spent a long time at CYC, what have you learned and how has these experiences you have had at CYC impacted you in your high school and in life? I think, so I'll start chronologically. <laughs> um, coming into CYC, I was a freshman, um, so I knew nothing. I knew nothing about systems change. Um, I So I joined in 2020, which was like the height of the Black Lives Matter protests and um, um, just mention COVID. COVID. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so COVID, Black Lives Matter protests, other racial inequities coming up. Um, and I was just really fired up. I had a lot of passion and um, I found CYC and I truly do nothing. Like I came in blank um, and Sam... And some other adult staff were able to really just, like, help me understand, like, one, how systems work, um, which helped me understand how to utilize my voice and how I can really um, input myself into the systems I want to see changed. Um, But also really helped me understand my own identity. Um, I think something really unique about CYC is that we invite youth to bring in their personal experiences and backgrounds um, into their leadership. Um, And that's something that I really didn't know how to do, but CYC really taught me how to do was um, kind of use my experiences to not only fuel my passion, but also to kind of help me understand like how I could develop as a leader and like what areas I could, I could really use some improvement on. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Generation Collaboration, a production of Youth on Record and Colorado Young Leaders. 
I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Litsy. Today we are joined by Jaira and Ananas from Colorado Youth Congress. Let's get back into it. What does it mean, as you guys are the Youth Congress of Colorado, what does it mean for youth to be involved in politics? Yeah, so we've been talking a lot about our name. I know you mentioned our name, Colorado Youth Congress. We've been talking a lot about it uh, because there's this perception that we um, exclusively do political work, which mm-hmm. is some of the work that we do. We do um, support our students in um, engaging in legislative work when it interests them. Um, but uh, one of the definitions actually of Congress is the act of coming together. And so we really love this definition because we're kind of able to think a little bit more expansively about what a Congress can mean. Of course, we have this modern perception that Congress means like many representatives coming together to pass political, you know, legislative mm-hmm. bills. And um, we, you know, at CYC, I think we're really interested in gathering youth um, and creating a platform and, and supporting youth and being able to um be positioned as decision makers in politics. I think that um, a lot of adults don't believe that youth should be um, making decisions that influence politics. I think there's a lot of paternalism and ageism that happens um, where youth are not trusted or respected as um, wise and, you know, wise uh, informants of their own experiences. Um, And so we really believe that youth are capable and should be uh, decision makers in political um, decisions that influence them. And so um, what what does that mean? I think that, you know, there's great potential um, in the state of Colorado and the the Colorado political ecosystem for youth to be in partnership with adults. I mean, sadly, uh, it is unfortunate that youth don't have the capacity or the resources to necessarily be at the Capitol constantly and be able to, you know, and they shouldn't have to be, honestly, they shouldn't have to be doing the legwork um, to advocate for themselves. Um, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be at the table. Um, so um, we, you know, we really are committed and care about um, creating opportunities for youth to be able to be positioned as decision makers um, and influencing the decision making in these political spheres. Um, And um, we believe that it's possible that there is a future where um, Colorado politics believes and prioritizes youth voice as a part of their political decision making. You're giving youth a space to lead the conversation in a world where they're usually not heard pretty much. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's the vision, right? That is the vision. (laughs) In the 2020 to 2021 progress report by CYC, you mentioned that we continue to seek to recruit a diverse representative group of youth across Colorado. How has CYC worked towards this goal and has any progress been made? Uh, I think that the concept of Congress tends to attract youth who see themselves as um, youth who are interested in uh, politics or capable of doing political work. And so youth who like automatically might not see themselves as um, someone who might be associated with something called Congress don't tend to um, naturally gravitate towards our program. And so that's a big hurdle for us is to be able to uh, try to uh, intentionally reach out to youth to say that this is a community that's welcoming and inclusive um, of youth, even if they're not interested in politics, even if they're interested maybe in cultivating their leadership or making a change in their community in a way that isn't a political route to doing that. Mm-hmm. I do want to address that with so many people coming from different areas, there's a lot of issues, but one issue that seems to affect practically 
like all of the United States is the gun violence issue. And I know you guys in 2022, unfortunately, lost a member to gun violence. Is CYC talking or doing anything concerning this issue and what is being addressed about it? Uh, it was very, very hard. Uh, losing Meadow was very, very hard. They were such a bright aspect of our community. Um, and I think the number one thing it did to me and I know um, to some of my peers was it really just put the issue of gun violence in my face because that was really the first time I had lost someone to gun violence. Um, and so I think that really ignited um, passion within some of our members. Um, so last year, I know we had a gun violence initiative and um, some of the work of that will be carried on into this year. Um, and obviously it is such a broad and complex topic that um, finding a single solution um, proves to be difficult. Right. But it's like a, it's like a system. Yeah, That's... it definitely is a system in itself. So um, I think we're, we're just trying to do something that's tangible for us. And um, I think that's okay. And, you know, I think um, in CYC, there's no expectation of like, oh, you need to go to the Capitol and you need to be, um, you know, creating whole new policies for um, gun violence. I think it's um, even just like taking the time to acknowledge its happenings um, and having discussions surrounding um, gun violence that happens within our community that really helps our members um, kind of grasp what's happening, not because it's okay, but rather just um, start to find um, some answers within all the just trauma that kind of happens within our society. So for people who just need that space, who need the space to be able to express themselves, how can the next generation of Colorado youth get involved in this program? Well, obviously the program is open to any high school students. So if you want to apply. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> That's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah. When is the next term starting? <laughs> so we go from um, September to June. So if youth are interested, we'll start recruitment in probably February of this upcoming year mm -hmm. um, to recruit for February, March for the next school year. <laughs> um, I don't know yet exact date for um, the application deadline, but we do recruit in the spring. Um, and so if youth are interested in joining Colorado Youth Congress for the next program year, so that would be September 2024, um, they can find us um, on our Instagram. I think it's CO Youth Congress. Um, and that's where we usually post all of our recruitment updates and also other opportunities. Well, I guess that wraps it up. So Ananias and Jaira, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to learn about yourselves, CYC, and what it means to be working in a youth-driven advocacy. To learn more about Colorado Youth Congress, visit www.coyouthcongress.org and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at CO Youth Congress. Thank you again for listening to Generation Collaboration. Feel free to join us in collaboration by sharing, liking, and following us throughout Season 2. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. Today's episode of Generation Collaboration is engineered and produced by Lauren Stevepack, Ryan Conero, and the Fall 2023 Podcast Production Interns. 
They are Robin Buchanan, Clara Kay, Kenny Perez, and Rowan Peterson. Our theme song, New Day, was produced by Keith. Generation Collaboration is a co-production of Colorado Young Leaders and Houston Record. Learn more about Colorado Young Leaders at coloradoyoungleaders.org or on the socials at CO Young Leaders. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on all socials, Youth on Record. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us here next month here on Generation Collaboration. Woo. <laughs>